Hi guys, happy Monday. Hope you had a really amazing weekend. And we're back on the Sulipo podcast with the co-founders of Lover's Land, which is really, really cool, a very different concept bridal space that I love in Toronto. Just cool because I'm single and like not interested in getting married anytime soon, but I think it's amazing. Um, I'm here with Yvonne and Danielle. They're incredible. Oh, um, thank you. I will just want to start in how Lover's Land kind of came to be. How did you guys find each other? How did you guys start Lover's Land? And I know that's a huge question, but... Yeah, we'll kind of try to give you the Coles notes of yeah. it, but um, in a very brief way, we met through our significant others. Um, we were both not engaged. Um, we, we both had boyfriends. And um, Yvonne's, I think, your work history and my work history um, we it was sort I, of the the initial sort of catalyst that co- probably propped interest in each other. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think for us, we had looked at this industry from two different uh, perspectives. Yeah. And I think one night at dinner, uh, we we sat down and just started chatting about it, not even realizing it's something we had in common that that we found interesting. Yeah. Um, and uh, it kind of just stemmed off from there. So interesting. Did yeah. you guys start talking about fashion specifically or more just like bridal and like I, that whole? I was in the bridesmaids business. Okay, yeah. So I managed the Two Birds Bridesmaid Canadian office. So that's probably why bridal yeah. came up 100%. and a lot of Yvonne's friends were getting married. Yeah. Um, and I come from a fashion wholesale. So I had okay, experienced yeah. amazing retail concept stores all over the world. And yeah. I just couldn't for me couldn't believe the bridal experience and how archaic it was 100%. especially in a city at the time um was really producing these amazing retail experiences yeah so i just thought wow this is crazy yeah. i paid for school via the bridal industry and a lot of i think that was the case because of how archaic the bridal industry was when i was like 16 mm-hmm. because i look really innocent and like virginal and mm-hmm. I think that's great for bridal uh, designers at the time yeah. which is so crazy because generally that's not what no. a woman in North America was getting married it's changed it's in, changed you know, yeah totally yeah. like yeah. I mean I look at my mom she was 18 when she got engaged mm-hmm. and I couldn't even imagine being 18 and engaged yeah. but um yeah. yeah I think the industry sort of stayed at this like fairy tale princessy um yeah they would put models at like 14 to 16 yeah yeah. in these dresses and that's why it looked really sweet and cute on them but yeah. the okay. the reality was yeah. was that a lot of women were changed like the world was changing and I and, and I think that's where um our generation was really like wait a second like this is not the experience that tw- like you know 30 40 years ago isn't really representative to what the modern woman is looking for so the biggest, couple modern couple yeah right. that's it uh, that's right. even a thing too where it's the couples don't even look like what couples you know instinctively looked like 50 years ago because couples can be any two people totally and i think absolutely that's just a given now but i think two generations in the past it wouldn't have been it totally. would have been a guy and a girl absolutely and, and i think addressing that and embracing that and just like providing options for people mm-hmm. is like people seems like it's a, like obviously but I it, it's, it's yeah it was, so it was like a cultural gap and an yeah. aesthetic gap yeah. like clothing wise yeah. and experience wise totally. like if, unless you were a not say white but a girl yeah. in her 20s with yeah. a ring on her finger yeah. you weren't walking into a bridal salon 100%. which seems really 
um, exclusive and not inclusive. So we were trying to do the opposite in both sides. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that was a huge word in bridal. I, like, I don't know if you ever went to any of, well, I'm sure that you saw the magazines you were in where it's like exclusive, it's yeah. this high-end luxe, these like words that, you know, I don't think, I'm sure for some it, it, it made sense, but for us it was kind of just like, that's not who we are. We're but, not we're not looking for an exclusive thing. This relationship is, also it's like no, even just the relationship that people have anymore isn't exclusive to one person. Mm-hmm. Like we all now have dated multiple people yeah. and lived together yeah, or so had multiple relationships. So yeah. it's like we all have this um, just different. One, one of the leading questions that I was curious to know your answers on coming in today was, idea of weddings in general and like monogamy in general Mm -hmm. it feels like our generation's kind of eschewing it or maybe like delaying it and the idea of a wedding is changing the idea of that you know whole like the father walks you down the aisle to give you to another guy and then you're like their property now right so it's so like it's just like there's like oh my god I had no idea you know how deep the layers of all that go. So why did you guys decide to get into an industry that is so rapidly changing? And it's fine, I think. Okay. The phone is ringing. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's good when the phone rings. Yeah. Um, I think it's funny because that's not the first time we get that question. And a lot of people, when it comes to bridal, it's like they have everything that we thought bridal was yeah. still existed when we were opening. Yeah. But I also think really the power it's a choice now for couples mm-hmm. to get married. Um, it's a choice and it's a celebration more now than ever before, I feel like, where it's like, you're right, you don't necessarily need to get married anymore. There's common law, there's people who just have open relationships, which is cool. But um, I think it's also very important to celebrate. This is, a, this is who I choose yeah. to have in my life. This is our relationship that we've chosen. I think there's a very special thing, I don't know, because we're now married. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very bold thing to do these days is yeah. to express your love for somebody and in front of the people who you love and respect the most mm-hmm. I don't know for me that was just like I think the most eye-opening thing of, of our wedding I was just like it's very powerful and, and it's like it's yeah yeah and I was just gonna say that you know the difference is with how things were done before and how things are done now is that women have become more empowered yeah back in the day you just did and you married whoever you were kind of told to marry the boy down the road they've been you know (laughs) watching him for the last 16 years and he's you know gonna be yours whether you want it or not yeah And, and the thing is is when we started talking about this and brainstorming the idea that kind of concept was still the way people were looking at it so when we were looking at it you know, we're modern women, we're surrounded by modern women, we live in an area where, you know, women are very much in control of their lives and very much our environment, Yeah. but women still want to celebrate those special moments, couples want to celebrate Mm -hmm. those special moments, but even more so now because they actually can represent who they are as a couple and throw parties that are... Uh, represent who they are, what kind of music they like, what kind of food they like, you know, all of that. I mean, sure, there are people who still kind of fall into what everyone else wants out of them, but for the most part, I think we're trying to create a place where people can throw and look the way they want to on that very special day. Yeah, and also it comes down to the financials of weddings, too, where right. it's like a lot, now it's the couples throwing a party, right. and we... Yeah. And versus, you know, having it be like a social status or something of like the parents. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's a really powerful thing. Um, 
Yeah, and women are much older now getting married, so they have much more yeah, of a voice. Yeah, do you find voice. that the average age, what, like, of people coming in, does it, do you find that, you know... Say late, 25 late to 35. 20s. Okay, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. late 20s, I would to say, early like... early 30s. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, is the average. I mean, you still, I mean, I got married at 36, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. so... It, it really varies. I think obviously where we're located and who's coming and shopping with right. us, yeah. we're kind of, um, there's a certain person coming into our store. Yeah. Obviously, if you go to a small town, it could be a completely different story. But from mm -hmm. what we're, from our environment, that's what we're seeing. Yeah, also too, like the biggest change too, and I think it's, it's sort of, we have to remind couples a lot of it, a lot of the time because this to women isn't the most important day of their lives. Right. It's a day that they just get to friggin' have fun yeah. with the person they choose to celebrate life with, um, to live think, their life with, and think, that's the coolest thing. Yeah, I think that's been a huge shift in, I mean, my best friend got married at the city hall. Um, she found like a dress from a vintage store. You know, that's she awesome. had like 10 people there. It was really chill. Intimate. They met on Tinder. He proposed after three and a half weeks. Wow. That's awesome. It was really cool. And, and so, yeah, weddings have totally changed. Like, totally changed. And yeah. it's just because couples are in more control of what they want to do. 100%. Yeah. 100%. And, and it's a joint partnership. Yes. It's not like, you know, I have to do this because you know, society, society says I need to be taken care of and vice versa. Mm -hmm. um, and have some babies. Yeah, like yeah. it's yeah. it's pretty cool and why people get married too. Like I know so many couples that probably weren't at all in the realm, like in the mindset of getting married, but because, you know, for some reason someone has to move to a different country for mm -hmm. a job or whatever, mm -hmm. and they're like, well, let's get married. Yeah. So, you know, I think, I think it's definitely changed, but I don't think it's any less special. I think if anything, it's like more, more. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. it's like a, you know, you choose. Yeah. And I think totally. all the, and then you look back on the weird traditional stuff of it, like, do you want to be given away? Like, yes. and that's where it becomes now more challenging, I think, yeah. when you're planning a wedding, because there's so many options where there's not just like one way of like, there's no like traditional A, B, C, D. You're just like, I want to do it this way. Yeah. And, and, you know, and that's why even being a wedding guest, I think, is more exciting because you're like, I don't know what to expect. Totally. You know? Totally. No, it's, I think, and also in the process of planning a wedding, you, you probably are like unearthing and like moving through all these layers of institutional marriage that mm -hmm. you didn't know, you know, meant this and you didn't know like, oh, that's what that means. Mm -hmm. and so then you have all this power and it's very empowering to learn about that and then to go, okay, well, I can spin it this way or I can make that more of an empowering move. And another question is just in the process of building Lover's Land and building the brand and building what you guys offer and the look and the kinds of things that you sell. What is your, you know, buying process like? What where do you kind of look in terms of other countries, that kinds of things, to really build a brand? Because Canadians all are so different. We're mm -hmm. such a diverse country. Mm -hmm. What is your What was your process like in kind of creating a framework for what Lover's Land is? Well, I think we had in, you know, because it was a couple of years of planning yeah. and figuring out the concept. That's concepts. good to know. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. great that you took time it, to plan. Oh, it, it oh. didn't come. I mean, it... So if people really don't do that anymore like they they try to make it like overnight or yeah day, oh yeah you know? they think they just throw it up on instagram and i'm a success yes. but yeah no it had to be for us an original creation it had to be something that kind of for us brought fashion and bridal together and yeah. it to be inclusive for everyone if yeah. someone wants to come in here and celebrate themselves yeah awesome yeah you know totally. you want to marry yourself let's do it <laughs> yeah. you know let's yeah. have a party yeah 
But I think in regards to buying, I mean, when we were talking about it, we could see that there was these amazing brands mm -hmm. emerging all at over the, same the world time at the same time. Yeah. So we kind of like started conversations with them right away. And um, obviously we knew the aesthetic and yeah. we knew what was missing, yeah. you know, we yeah. knew we wanted nothing that uh, was already provided in the city. Yeah. So I think that really helped us kind of narrow down who we were working with. It just happened that a lot of them were Australian. Mm -hmm. um, That's a very, but like that makes so much sense to yeah. me. Yeah. Just think of Australians, they're just so cool. Well, yeah, and they definitely have had a moment the last five years, yes. I would say, where yes. they've, like, they've become leaders in a lot of different categories in fashion, and bridal they're, is one they of have them. Very, I feel like they have very strong support in the design community. Like I think a good friend of mine, Haley Alsasser, mm -hmm. developed her brand in Australia. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't, I've never been there, but I mm -hmm. just get the feeling that like they have. They are, because they are so um, kind of separated yeah, right. from everywhere else. Right. Um, they obviously have a huge support in the arts mm -hmm. and to home nurture their own home brands, mm -hmm. but also um, to import that kind of stuff for them right. is crazy expensive, right. which it's also crazy expensive for yeah, us too. true. And why yeah. we should always try to promote local and right. shop local. Mm -hmm. The other thing for us is with the Australian doll dollar, yeah. it's at par with the Canadian. Right. So, so that it was, was really easy for us to have, re that was the other things. We wanted to have the most approachable prices as we could for yes. one of a kind pieces. Because right. you have to remember, these are not mass market made dresses. Um, so, uh, all of those things come into play, obviously, and obviously, too, it's the relationship with the brand. I mean, it is a partnership. You have to work with brands that are want to support you and, and help you be the best that you can be, and you want to represent their brand the best way you can represent their brand. Yeah. So it really is a partnership. So, I mean, I think that's where it started, and then... Yeah, and there. also I think it was a huge... Like, having the experience that we had going into this... Yeah. Um, was really beneficial mm -hmm. like Yvonne had had been selling to stores for X amount of years so our approach you know approaching brands for the first time was actually quite professional yeah. and you know even from the bridal standpoint like we 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 got we understood what we were doing I guess before we were doing it that's so that important. makes sense yeah I just, I, well it's just good to know you know how you don't want to do things or how you don't want to feel and I think you just even having that to bounce off of makes such so much difference and oh Totally, and it also unders like because not every brand said yes, and oh, so for that yeah. standpoint, it was a really great way to understand and go, okay, yeah, no, that makes sense, and that's mm -hmm. respectable. But yeah, yeah. You're, but you're, in my opinion, you guys are disrupting the bridal industry, and early disruptors are never met with like, oh yeah, like amazing. It's never mm -hmm. like I, I, I'm looking around and I have like I don't see any like hoop skirts, and I don't see any like aggressive tool, and there's no. You know, like sweetheart thing. Oh uh, like, yeah, strapless. Yeah, 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 and it's and like you you never go into a bridal salon and like and don't see that. that. That's so cool. Yeah. And that's and that's where it is like going back to like a lot yeah. of our designers that we work with are partners and they have the very similar um, ideology with what I think a bride could look like and it's yeah. and it is a lot more fashion driven like style driven versus tr like cookie cutter I would say exactly. like women looking like themselves yeah you know rather 100%. than looking like a cake topper that we've seen over and over and over and yeah. over 
I used to work with Marquesa a lot. We did a lot of Marquesa Bridal. And they always work with this makeup artist, Gucci Westman. Uh-huh. I remember I was talking to her, and I used to do this thing where I would sit at the makeup chair, and I would have my, my journal out, and I would ask her questions, and I would cool. interview her while I was doing, which is probably really um, legally probably an issue, but I still did it, and I, whatever, I have the, but she That's always, awesome. she would say, she would say, like, you don't want to walk down the aisle and have your husband be like, wait, who the fuck is that? Like, you, right? want, you want to go and you want to look like yourself and you don't want to try anything insane or crazy. You don't. I think it's also a feeling and that's yeah. something we try and push more and more where it's like, yeah, there's always going to be something trendy. There's right. always going to, like, that's fashion. It's, it's an evolution. Right. But, I mean, at the end of the day, like, it's a special day. Yeah. So if you do want to try something a little crazy, like... I mean, it's, it's, that's why now we have that choice that you can, like, that's why a lot of women or brides don't want to wear white yeah. or, um, do you find that a lot here? People come in going like, they want like a red dress. Or... Um, I think so. But I think once they try on something white, they're yeah. just like, okay. Or something in a lighter tone. I think they get it. Yeah. They're just like, oh, I'm supposed to pop out yeah, amongst everybody. I th- but yeah, we do have women that do want, you know, alternative colors. But majority, I would say, um, the vast majority, I would say, is, is definitely wanting like an ivory or an antique white or um, blush was huge, metallics, like oh, really? accents of metallics, oh, yeah, cool. which I love. It's a package. That's what I always say. I'm like, it's a package thing. Like, let's decorate you versus. Like, yeah. Here, like put this costume on. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that being said, um, I wanted to get into the royal wedding. Mm-hmm. I was worried about asking you guys this question because yeah. I thought that you guys are so cool that you'd be like, oh, no, we didn't care. But also, it's bridal. Oh, no, so I, I care. So when you woke up? I woke up. Okay, I did too. Mm-hmm. So it was that's in Vancouver, cool. and uh, we woke up at 3 a.m. Oh, wow, that's yeah. real commitment. Yeah, and we went to bed at, like, 1.30, so oh, wow. it was, like, a true... You napped before the wedding. <laughs> I know, and it was, like, yeah, my eyes really hurt the whole time because the TV is very yeah. awful. But what what did you guys think of, I mean, just the wedding in general, the fact that she, they're older, the fact that she didn't, you know, wear a cake topper, the fact that yeah. she's disrupting so much of the institution that is, like, the British... Royal family. You know, just what did you think of that? Because I'm sure people come in and that are influenced by it or... Totally. I I think it just goes to prove how much people love weddings, number one. I that know. the whole world was captivated I, Yeah, I don't it. know why I was so into it. I was so into it. But yeah, it's just, it's something positive. I mean, yeah. if you look at the news out there, <laughs> yeah, like, like I mean, you party. can get very dark and really depressed if you really start to think about what's happening to people out yeah, there. Yeah. So it's nice that if we have something positive and fun... Um, to look at and I think Megan obviously being in a divorced American like only I don't know how many years ago was Queen Elizabeth's uncle left because yeah. he fell in love with a divorcee American whatever. American yeah. Yeah. yeah and it it's was like, not allowed right so yeah I mean a lot has changed and, it, and it's nice to see I mean I have my feelings on the royal family. That's a complete separate yeah, thing. Right. Um, I'm not really sure how necessary. I'm sure Megan did too before. She absolutely, but love is love. Yeah, yeah. And I think that they are truly in love. Yeah. And I'm going to just, you know, keep that in my head, and that they're just going to, you know, hopefully do some great things. Yeah. Together. Even, uh, even that, like, um, even the 
the sermon that was given. Yeah, that was a little over top for me. It was a lot. They really. I kept turning it, it off. Yeah, I kept I turning like, it off. I'm like, stop. Please. The first five minutes, I was like, cool, awesome, and then I was like, oh, like because I just could only imagine how uncomfortable. But that was like good. They should feel uncomfortable. See, I didn't mm-hmm. want. I don't know. That's, yeah. I just he saw like, photos. He looked awesome. Yeah. Like the whole thing looked <laughs> yeah. beautiful. So. No, it was really beautiful, and it was cool how she just made little tiny decisions. Like she walked herself down the aisle. Yeah, and I felt she, really badly for her. Actually, right, one of my yeah. friends covered it in London. She was actually at the church and all that stuff, which oh, is really cool. Cool. For NBC. But um, <laughs> she just was, remember texting me the day before. She's like, I feel terrible for yeah. this girl. Yeah. Because her father's being an idiot and obviously dragging her down. Mm-hmm. Her sister is all over the press right. selling that was stories. So, that was, and it was like that. Like fake, like I hope that she invited. It's like you really couldn't have given a shit about her until like five days before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, but, but I anyways, think Megan yeah. handled it. Really. I think she's just beautiful. She yeah, looks beautiful, very elegant. and she's Harry elegant. looked so over the like the I moon in so love. Yeah. Like everyone, but the royals looked super happy. So yeah. it was just kind of, yeah, it was a happy time. Totally. And I think her choices were amazing. I mean, Yvonne wore a dress that looked a lot like that a couple years ago, so it's really great to know the lovers land. Inspired, yeah. Yeah. She lived in Toronto for a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God, my mother and my mother-in-law called. They're all like, oh, she's wearing her dress. (laughs) Um, uh, Both dress choices were awesome. She looked beautiful. She looked really beautiful. And apparently the middle had a, it was like detachable brooch. Oh, that, cool. That like center, diamond centerpiece. You should have been our British like mm. royal wedding correspondent. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I didn't know that. Yeah. No, I mean, aside from that, like the most joyous union on the news right now is like Kim Jong-un and like the president of the United States. It's a oh, different type yeah. of marriage. So but it's yeah, like we it's... needed something because yeah. something is that we, we needed some That's infusion. That's very scary. Terrifying. Yeah. Um, you guys, as two female founders... It's, there's obviously, it's really, really cool to be working in an environment that is basically all women, which is really mm-hmm. amazing. You're, you know, providing a service for women as well, generally. And, uh, but what's it like, you know, working with someone else, having a partner? You, how do you guys ba- do, how do you do Go that? On. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, because Well, I don't know. You know. It obviously isn't easy. I yeah. think Danielle and I, like I said, we weren't like very good f- friends. Not that we weren't friends, but we were more acquaintances when we started this. Yeah. So I think we've always been able to just be like really upfront and yeah. not feel, you know, like we have to tiptoe around things because the friendship. We have this long friendship, and yeah. we're so scared about the friendship. Yeah, Obviously, yeah, yeah. we're friends now. Yeah. Basically, married. Like yeah. we said, it is a relationship. It is a relationship. And you are in a relationship, and it and mm-hmm. there's a lot of compromise and give and take, yeah. and yeah. trying to always hear the other person's um, perspective. But mm-hmm. I think for Danielle and I, we've really been able to set out our roles. Yeah. And just be like, this is you. This is me. Did that happen from the beginning, or was this like so kind like of a, yeah organic? I think we saw our skill sets in one another like they're very complementary I don't think they compete in a lot of ways no, not. and it's um, important to not feel like you need to compete too. no like, no you know, like the we're, ego thing needs to be like and how we do things are very different right? very yeah. different very different right. but it, that's probably why it makes a good balance yeah. and a good partnership yeah but. totally mm-hmm. it, 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 yeah in a lot of scenarios too it's like we're yin and yang where it's like a situation that it's like oh my god I'm about to freak out and Yvonne's like cool calm collected yeah. I got this mm-hmm. and then the, yeah which <laughs> yeah. is really interesting because it is because I don't know if it's our signs or whatever but I know. it's very like we balance each other out in a lot of ways so. it's but it's like you really did hit the lottery with that kind mm-hmm. of because I don't I I've talked to a lot of 
women about you know how they work with their co-founder or their partner or whatever in business and I, I have yet to figure out what that common thread is except for just like wanting to be there you know what I think it is what do you think no Sorry, go ahead I was gonna say I think it's trust yeah I legitimately trust Yvonne that I know that if I was plucked away somehow I know like I I never feel and maybe that's why um we have such confidence in each other but for mm-hmm. me I think it's like I have a flat like I know that she's putting in just as much as I am like physically mentally yeah. emotionally and I think we both have a very clear very distinct idea of what this is mm-hmm. um and, and where, where we want going. it to go yeah. and I think that's what's really important where do you want it to go that's like, on a day-to-day basis, right. it shifts. No, I'm yeah. just kidding. Um, yeah. no, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, world domination yeah, is exactly. really where we would like this to go. Become yeah. a global brand and to be able to go into markets that need this. And I love that you said that because I also find that women... I talk to like a, a venture, like a, a venture capitalist, someone who does a lot of like seed rounds of funding into small startups. Mm-hmm. And she often said that when she listening to pitches a lot of men would give like some guys gave like in a hundred year evaluation or projection for their company or like they would at least do like three year projections and women would give like six months like a couple months something that she would see time and time and time and time and time again mm-hmm. after like hundreds of pitches the confidence yeah yeah and so the fact that you just immediately jumped away well world domination mm-hmm. makes like women also, don't own it as much no, as men own no. it like men take credit for stuff generally they never yeah did anything for Um, and that's just how yeah women are we're generally usually let other people take credit for our own work or we're like we all did it together it wasn't just me yeah Um, which is which is which is true but it's great but it also holds us back 100% but yeah I think for Danielle and I we've known that if it worked here and it works this well here which Toronto is one of the hardest markets I would say mm -hmm. in North America Mm -hmm. maybe in the western world I don't know um because we're such a tiny and large, tiny but also large. Yes. We're so separated. Yes. Um, but um, if it can work here, really, we have a chance for it to work anywhere. Totally. Um, and we and and from day one, that's why Lovers Land was Lovers Land. It was never bride, Lovers Land bride or yeah. da da da. It was Lovers Land, and it always was saying so that this could really be transported anywhere. Mm-hmm. And that's why when we first started this conversation, mm-hmm. you're like. I'm not even getting married, and I love this place. Right. I love no, coming here. I was here on the and website that, that. looking and at that. And that is the whole yeah. point. Yeah. And you can walk in, yeah. and you can be part of Lover's Land, and yeah. you don't need to be getting married. Yeah. And that is the whole point totally. of what we're doing. Yeah, you guys sell bathing suits. You sell really cool, like, you, you sell Lingerie, Fortnite, you sell gifts. Really cool skincare. Yeah, yeah, and it's like, that's why we, we call it a love lifestyle concept yeah. store, because it is, like... Eh, go back to like how grim sometimes the world can seem no, and how negative yeah. news is around us a lot lately yeah um but it's really important to take time and have a place where you can go and and think of the positives mm-hmm. um you know if you're celebrating like father's day mm-hmm. or um your you know your girlfriend got a promotion yeah. or like landed a gig or started a company like that's where it's like those things need to be celebrated yeah and um you know that's why you know, lover's land exists. One really cool thing that I like, I'm really excited to ask you about, because working in retail just lends you kind of this insider eye into how women feel about their bodies. And I, especially on a day like a wedding day, what do you find that women 
are coming in saying about themselves, self-esteem wise, like take the take the temperature, like what do you think we need to work on or, you know, like get out of our heads or? I think majority of the women that come in, like specifically bridal speaking, yeah, yeah. Um, when they come in for their appointment, they're fixated on other people's opinions. Oh yeah. And like what the rules are, like, you know, I'm looking for this, um, and chances are they've seen what they're looking for on Pinterest or social media right. of some sort. Yeah. So that I think, you know, you don't, you don't hear, t- which is awesome. I think you don't hear too many girls going, Hey, like I hate my stomach. So I just want something to like hide that. Or That's whatever. great. Cause I was, I was, cause I, I worked in retail for a brief time and also just like being on set and like being naked around other women all the mm-hmm. time. You just hear people constantly apologizing for themselves like, mm-hmm. all the time. Or going, I'm so sorry that I don't. And it's like, I never, you never, like, it's just insane how all of a sudden, like... Oh, yeah, and I'm sure, you know, you can't... There's, it's a personality. Some people are not confident. It comes yeah. down to confidence as well. And yeah. obviously, oh, yeah. we're, con- we're, we're all guilty of it. I mean, you see things, and it makes you feel bad about yourself. Yeah. Yeah. But I also think it comes back to down to the clothing. Like, you are buying from, say, L.A. or Australia. They are designing for a certain beach girl yeah. who's which is not our norm and it makes other people feel bad about their bodies when it shouldn't it's it's not them it's actually the clothes it's the clothes that's made for a non-realistic body type yeah well it's for a body type that is dedicated to being or exposed one percent of the world looks like yeah Yeah. Yeah. so so here's one thing i think that i've really i think more and more Canadian girls need to understand. Yeah. Um, because Tell me. When we when we when we talk to designers, they're just, like from Australia or from California or wherever, like warmer climates. They're like, oh, that's right. So, for example, um, we have a really beautiful collection, Alla Robe. She's originally from New Zealand, and now it's all made um, in France, which is great. Bias cut beautiful yeah. silk dresses, um, and we sell those dresses more in the warmer months Mm -hmm. and so when they're like oh that's really strange like I've noticed this pattern I'm like well yeah because six to seven months of the year us chicks we're all like bundled up wearing 17 layers of clothing because it's cold yeah um and we're not used to being exposed like you know when you go on holiday during like to a beach holiday during the winter and like the first first two days days you're just like like, I'm so naked yeah you feel like a slick like raw like yeah and you're just and like pale. i'm exposed yeah, yeah. but yeah. by the third day down there you're like woo yeah, like, let's you, i like, just let's go surfing like yeah I'm like, I have yeah yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm so great. california yeah, yeah. totally yeah. and the southern hemisphere gets to do that almost you know 12 months of the year yeah. so that's i think number one yeah. um so when and and in this industry too going back to like the bridal stuff um you know most you have to order these dresses five months six months before the wedding so they're buying in the cooler months it's hard again. to know what even warmth feels like exactly you know, like. and and that's something that i think we all as women forget and yeah. have to like so that's it number one how we remind um our customers about like give yourself a break like, like don't feel so you, no. you, know, you feel exposed but like it's it's going to be warm it's gonna be you're gonna feel a little bit just just know that it's like minus 20 outside we yeah. get it yeah take an extra minute to like you know feel good you know yeah. um also like we only see one bride at a time right which we think is important because yeah. it is a psychological minefield yeah. of you know that you have to sort of um get through to to the wedding like even the most 
stylish, self-aware women get to that, it, do I look like a bride? Because that thing has been ingrained in us of what you're supposed to look like. Yeah. Um, and so I think that's what our job is to go, you know, here, let's see how you feel. Yeah. Um, so I think the biggest, our job also is like when girls stand in front of that mirror and they're looking at themselves, you, we do hear what their insecurity as it comes out. If it's, it's a scar, it's, um, you know, I hate this part about me, I hate my arms. And it's sometimes good to just be like, what don't you, like, cause here's mm -hmm. the thing, like we all have our insecurities. That's mm -hmm. a very, and I think that's the number one thing that it's like, it's okay to have insecurity, we all have them. But it's also really cool when you're like, oh, I didn't even see, like, yeah, my, like, and that's, I think that's another thing. It was like, that's cool. If you see that, that's cool. So let's like push the focus somewhere else. Yeah. Um, don't focus on that. What do you love about yourself? Oh, yeah. fuck. Like, you know, my neck or my shoulders or, you know, my knees or something or my ankles, whatever it be. And it's like, great, then let's show that. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that that is awesome and I also think getting girls in gowns um, and taking a step back and like using like we we're very positive here and it's not like a sales pitch at all it's mm -hmm. legitimately like I we all get excited when when a girl looks amazing also because these dresses are on hangers so sometimes we don't get to see them like they don't yeah. get pulled in every appointment yeah. so it's like if we see a dress that's on someone for the first time we haven't seen it we all freak out we're like oh my god you look so beautiful because like girls it's like it's very difficult to not look beautiful in a beautiful dress. Mm -hmm. And I think what it is is that it's like a light that we all have. And if it's like you can turn that light on and oh, you can yeah. feel it, remember, it doesn't matter what you're wearing, you I know? What it, I remember what it feels like to have the light turned off. And I think based on that experience, turning it on again is like, the it's like 48 million times more exciting. Totally. Because it's like, oh, like you should never have that turned off ever. Like that's such a beautiful. Totally. But it's like, oh, you know. And it's totally. funny because we all know that feeling of when oh, you feel good in something, yeah. you don't feel good. It doesn't matter what you could put on the world's, you know, mm -hmm. craziest gown that's mm -hmm. like designed for you. But if you don't feel that light, mm -hmm. it's like, yeah, it doesn't matter. To tell, yeah, you know? I just I think that your the way that you market the dresses is really great. I mean, you hired me, and I'm a size six woman who like you know. I just think like the traditional modeling circuit. You know, you you generally like hire like sixteen year olds that are like really small and traditionally from agencies and whatever. But the way that you guys are approaching it is really really cool, and that's how I kind mm -hmm. of first came to know about you is just based on that like that just simple decision and that kind of well that feels really great because yeah, yeah. Uh, we're constantly pushing to be able to do more and offer better size ranges right, and yeah. and we really feel like our hands are tied because the brands don't want the dresses to be hung in a certain size because yeah. the appeal of the hanger is <clears throat> no, not I, good yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And so we're constantly battling with that because our worst fear is that someone will come in here and not be able to have a good experience. That's and it's also another good reason why we only do one appointment at a time yeah. because you have really tiny girls that yeah. try on these things. Yeah, it's not and just about, and it's not and they're yeah. just like. I can't really tell because there's just a lot more fabric and it's like, well, this dress has to fit a range. And okay. and that's the one biggest mistake that I think girls make. And it's uh, totally understandable because you're picking a dress that you're actually not leaving with, yeah. you know? So you're yeah. kind of coming in here looking at an idea of, yes. of something, right? Because yeah. nothing's perfect yet. It's a sample. Mm -hmm. Do you like this? Do you think this is the direction you want to go? Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of women pick 
their gown because the way the sample fits them. Right. And it's like, no, 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 this isn't supposed to fit. Right. You're I not supposed to fit the dress here. Yeah. The dress is going to fit you. This is just supposed to give you an idea. And it's like a lot of us, and that's why who, the people you bring to your appointments are so crucial is because oh, yeah. they, a lot of people yeah. can't see beyond. More. Yeah. yeah. You, yeah totally. Oh, yeah. I, more. I mean, like I remember when I was younger watching like Say Yes to the Dress and that just gives you an insider view on like the psychology of a bridal appointment and bringing mm -hmm. in like a mom that like you might have tension with or that might like not you know whatever psychological yeah. sometimes moms have their own idea of what you're supposed to be looking like yeah you know, so and it's very like yeah. but yeah. and some of us like think our moms are going to have these dramatic reactions yeah and they're just, like, the time they don't they're yeah, like you look beautiful nice. you do you girl yeah. and like and they're just like but you're supposed to cry or yeah. but you're supposed to tell me this is the one and yeah. just, you know and sometimes i think too um the over What's the word I'm looking for? Um, the overthought of these gowns. Yeah. Like, I, I remind women to a lot of the time where it's like, you know, you're not going to be Marge Simpson stuck in this dress for the rest of your life. Like, right. it's just one day. Yeah. Um, and also, my favorite is that, you know, did you, did, when your partner asked you to marry them, did you sit this long and think about the answer? And they're right. like, well, no. And I was like, well, then if you feel good in this, then just like, it's a dress, man. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, do you yeah. feel good? Great. No, totally. Um, so it's, it's, yeah, it's a fun. Oh, it's cool. You guys are almost like psychologists or therapists in a certain sense when you come in, and because it's it's so emotional, like the decision, totally. and it's so tethered to memories and feelings, and it's really not about like the cut. Is it properly? Like you know, it's it's that's an accent at, at the end of the day. It's really mm -hmm. about how it feels. Absolutely. Yeah. And you are the only one that's having the feelings that you're having, mm -hmm. whether they're positive or negative, mm -hmm. right? So, I think. Uh, when we tell girls, you know, not to overthink it, mm -hmm. it's more like, really, it's just you. I yeah. mean, you feel like you're affecting everyone at the wedding, <laughs> yeah, but you're you not. You're only affecting yourself, yeah. and you're only putting the stress on yourself yeah. and the pressure on yourself yeah. for yourself. Mm -hmm. So if you feel good, just go with it, yeah, you know? 100%. Because I feel like some girls, like, will have 10, 15 appointments, and you're only making your life... Yeah, more. That more and more difficult the more you look at things. And believe me, I was not a perfect bride. I am not one to Yeah, you know, I don't say. know. I just everyone just goes through their things, yeah. but just now looking back and seeing how, you know, I think um just listening to your inner thoughts and going with it and ignoring everyone else is just the best way to go. Yeah. What does a normal day look like for you guys? Um, specifically you two because it's mostly so yeah, like office buying um emails yeah, phone calls emails. um so problem solving i would say is number yeah. one where yeah. it's like you kind of have to look at your day depending on the time of year because yeah. yeah it depends if we're buying for ready to wear or if you're traveling or yeah. if you're buying for bridal or if there's a trunk show um we have an amazing team you so do. like yeah. the mm -hmm. a, a big our, our i think in the last six months our day-to-day -day has dramatically shifted mm -hmm. to um sort of us checking in every morning with one another and it's like okay what working what's what things do you have to accomplish today what what is on my plate vice versa and then it's yeah the emails the team kind of chats making sure these things sometimes following up with brands or customers or like it's just a lot of fun and then together <laughs> and, it's like and communicating yeah, all absolutely. the time oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And trying to make sure you're communicating with your team so yeah. that they can be the best that they can yeah. be. And um, and so, you know, we have a great team now that we're able to actually focus on building this brand to 
it may, take it over the huge, world. But um, yeah. yeah, it makes a huge, huge difference. You're only as good as your team, mm-hmm. and we, you know, we're a small business, so obviously we don't have a huge bank full of cash that we can just hire anyone who we feel like it. So we're yeah. so so lucky to have the team that we have. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it changes every day, but generally it's just making sure that. Our customers and staff and everyone is has what they need and yeah yeah it's a lot of dotting i's and crossing t's and and also like as much as you you have to just on a daily basis it's just like you think about everything like yeah. you kind of are worried about everything but again it's that trust thing where it's like okay Yvonne's doing what she's supposed to be doing Caitlin's doing what she's doing you know the sales team's upstairs it's yeah. great yeah um it's that's that's I think now being at three and a half years or whatever in business mm-hmm. is that it's like letting go of certain things and leaving it to other people and that's where again a team's really and important. like trust like you said before too it like goes into a broader sense absolutely yeah. because if we want to open more of these um, Toronto is going to be the blueprint yeah so yeah. we really need it to be structured and run and and to look at how we can work things out better and and really build a team here so that we can literally transport the same concept Mm -hmm. wherever else we're going yeah speaking of that too like a cool way to see how the global market reacts to lover's end is your social media presence and it's so good it's so so good it's so active it's very consistent and i was really impressed by that too because it allows people to like you know interact with you when they're in their houses and not always when they're in the store but from the beginning did you integrate like a social plan i mean just because because social can change and evolve so quickly over the past like 10 Mm -hmm. years especially so did you was that organic was that intentional it was everything i want to say was like an organically intended move (laughs) you know everything felt really um what's the word authentic i mean it yeah. wasn't that it was planned but we knew how we wanted the brand represented yeah um we understand how important social media is yeah um and that the only way people will relate to your brand is is how you put it out there into the world yeah. i mean because not everyone can get here and the way retail is changing now we're mm. so so dependent on digital and social media and everything else so i think i mean there wasn't a plan like we're gonna have this Mm-mm. this week and this week i mean now we have someone who solely works yeah, on social did you, media did you bring jeff did you bring on so jen's been here about so a year two, a year two year years. and a half on social media oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. before that it was shared between cool. some a lot of us some other people Um, but yeah no Jen's had the reins of it for at least the last year year and a half Um, so it's a lot more like organized I was really I'm really it's a full because it's a full time it is it is you're essentially like customer service you're marketing you're you know an art director on the fly you're Mm -hmm. a photographer yeah graphic design for those like little things yeah Yeah. absolutely yeah yeah Yeah. Um, she's amazing at it she's definitely like and again that that those those are all things that has taken a lot of time to mm-hmm. be able to like make sure that the voice and the intention of what lovers yeah. lane was the really like the originality of it yeah. Yeah. yeah is still there like yeah. that th- thumbprint of what we created and it's funny cuz like you know it took us a couple years to really plan out the idea yeah. but when it was like okay go yeah. it was a very short period of time so I remember when we started the so I remember it was a text of like should we start an Instagram before yeah. we you know I think it was just before we signed the lease to this place and it just everything just sort of happens and that's the one thing with business that you know as much as you can plan you also have to be ready to just 
you can't wait for it to be perfect. It's everything's just an evolution and you're constantly changing, changing and evolving and, and bettering yourself and the brand. Yeah. Um, but you know, if you, you can't also over plan and wait for it to be perfect because you're just basically just sitting and waiting for something that's, I don't know. Yeah. Really well, because people think, you know, not people, I mean, intent. I think sometimes people think that when they open then they will come. Yeah. And that's not necessarily the truth. Honestly, yeah. it's yeah. sad to say, but no, it doesn't matter. So true. You start a web store, it doesn't mean that all of a sudden you're going to start selling stuff online. No. You open a retail store, it doesn't mean that all of a sudden, you know, people are going to come to your shop. So the only way you can really, you know, speak to your consumer or, you know, hopefully your future customer is through social media. So it's, it's, I think it's such an important part of the business. Mm-hmm. 100%. No, I really It's your business it. card now, I feel yeah. like. Because even like when we meet people and they're like, well, when we started the brand, it was, again, like trying to explain what we were doing was like, was really challenging. <laughs> yeah. um, and that's why. Bride, well, for both fashion and bridal. Yeah. Like, like what? Like all the fashion people were like, bridal? That's not cool. Yeah. And then all the uh, bridal the, people. Like, you can make it cool. Oh, that's yeah. That's the whole point. That's the opportunity. And yeah. that's where social media, like you physically, like with Instagram, you can physically show like, this is what we do. This is what we do. This yeah. is what, and you can get an idea very quickly. Yeah. Um, and that's what's super powerful. Because mm-hmm. like I, even, yeah, that's what I love. We're very fortunate to work um, in a day and age where social media is just, you know. Oh, it's it's like the barrier to entry is so low and mm-hmm. effortless, which is like difficult because the saturation is obviously much greater. Totally. So then like it's hard to wean out the, like the real, the real, you know, mm-hmm. the people that are really in it and that are really investing, that are really planning mm-hmm. and seeing a future. Yeah. But, you know, for those that are, you know, patience and persistence and whatever it works. Um, do you have any final tips of advice to give to someone in Toronto in the creative space looking to build something that's never been built before? (laughs) I mean, I have a few. What do you have? Well, I just (laughs) think it's like follow your gut. I mean, I think that's the most important thing. I think if you believe you have something, you probably do, Mm -hmm. and that you should just follow your gut and take the risks because you're never going to achieve yeah, mm-hmm. the greater the risk, the greater the reward. Yeah. Um, I think that just to know it's going to be an uphill battle. Yeah. For a long time. Yeah. So it's not like me. you can open and you're like, all right, see you guys later. You know. Someone, you know. It's yeah. Like, it's yeah. an uphill battle constantly. Um, but you have to believe in what you're doing, and Danielle and I believe in what we're doing. So if you believe in you have something, you you know, it's not going to feel like work. You know. Yeah. Yeah. When you when you. That's a good one. It doesn't, you're addicted to it. Like it's a part of your life and it's like, um, but I also think it's like a risk reward thing where it's like, if you're willing to put all of yourself, um, into something, like I think the reward's even greater and, Mm -hmm. and also like it takes a village. Like it's not just a one man show or one woman show. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, ask for help from people and, That's and get the one. experience yeah. that totally. like I resonate with that because yeah. I was I always felt like I would be a burden if I asked for any kind of assistance emotionally and like mm-hmm. personally yeah. or professionally as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you, absolutely, you have to. You have to, and and believe me, we still struggle. Especially I do. I struggle with that all the time asking yeah. for help. Yeah. But you have to because, like I said, everyone has different things to bring to the table. Mm-hmm. I think the more we share with each other, the more everyone can kind of rise. It's together. another benefit of social media too, mm-hmm. is that sharing, Absolutely. opening up. 
of vulnerability. No, thank you guys so much for making the time. Thank well, thank you. you. It was great yeah. to see you again. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's so lovely. That was the only reason why I came, just to see you guys. <laughs> it was just <laughs> You're welcome anytime. Yeah, you can come to this anytime. We're here every day. <laughs> thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you.